previously on the Adventure Zone. This is the only place I could think to come to because you all know about monsters and stuff. And so, well, I got a new one for you. Something grabbed me, pulled me under. Y'all, I swear to God, the water of the pool started to lift up. A good place to start is maybe heading to the scene of the attack last night and, and seeing what you can find out there. Obviously, be careful. You don't want to fight it until we know how to kill it. And for God's sake, whatever you do, don't don't get in the water. I'm looking for Ned Chicane, uh, proprietor of the Cryptonomica. I was I was told by his associate Kirby I could find him here. Hmm. What uh, what do you need, jolly old Ned, for? Mister Chicane, my name is Agent Stern, FBI. At your earliest convenience, sir, I would just love to see your Bigfoot video. Well, I fucked up. I goofed. listen, Griffin. When one of us fucks up, we all fuck up. I de- well, depending I depending that. on how bad the fuck up was. I did a goofy bad job, and um, maybe we should start by sort of acknowledging that. Um, okay. The game's actually called Monster of the uh, of the Geek. What? Yeah, I've been saying the name wrong this whole time. And I don't think that's it, Griffin. No. Okay. So there was a thing we should have done after the first arc that we didn't do, and really, it's not my fault for fucking up because we like didn't know what, that we were coming back to this at that point, and so anybody could have made this mistake. And so, really, I'm not in the wrong at all if you think about it. But you, if you all think about it. You all should have more experience than you should have than you do have now. Um, and before we get back into the action and the big climactic stuff that's happening, maybe we could resolve that first. We should also maybe talk about the fact that Travis and I are recording in the same room because he's it's in weird. Austin and I fucking hate it. I don't care for this at all. Because he, he sort of embodies, he does a thing with his back where he kind of arches it as he records and he makes like a like a fantasy face. That's the only way I could describe it. I'm a fantasy <laughs> kitty. He does like that. He says I'm a fantasy kitty a lot. Um, okay, Rawr. so... At the end of each uh, session, the keeper will ask the following questions. Did we conclude the current mystery? Did we save someone from certain death or worse? Did we learn something new and important about the world? Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? We're supposed to do this after every time we play. Yes, 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 and yes. Yeah, we're supposed to do this after every time we play, so the answers won't always be yes, but I think it would be, for the purposes of our podcast, a bit redundant if we did that after every time we played, so I think it makes more sense for us to just do it after every arc. So, did we conclude the current mystery? Yes. Yes. Did we save someone from certain death? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A bunch Pete's, of people. Pete's not dead. Folks ask about Pete. We just didn't get back to Pete, but Duck, he was in the bushes. Uh, yeah, Duck definitely saved Pete with his action. So that's a that's a yes. Uh, did we learn something new and important about the world? Yes. Think, oh yeah. Unequivocally, yes. Uh, and did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Yes. Yeah. Um, if you get one or two yes answers, each hunter marks one experience. If you get three or four, each hunter marks two. So everybody mark two experience. Does that bring anybody up to five? No. I think it brings Striking. me close. I think yeah, it brings wait. me to four. It does. It does bring me to five. 
Awesome. So when you hit five experience, you get an improvement. Um, and you get a list here that you can pick from. And once you have leveled up five times, you can start picking up advanced improvements, which let you sort of take your character in even more directions. Um, I think, I, so just a general housekeeping announcement, I think we're going to start doing more um, of a like lunar interlude style between episode, between arcs to handle this stuff, uh, because this is a really weird energy to start out this episode. Indeed. Um, uh, Dad, did you level up, or are you at four what, now? What if I'm right at five experience? Yeah, that means you, you've you you've done it. You've leveled up. When you mark the fifth experience box in your playbook, you level up. You how erase could I, all, yeah, but erase. how could I level up and not Trav? Uh, he, you fucked up more than him. He rolls super good. Oh, um, yeah. Well, then, so, yeah, I can hit five, yeah. Th- then both of you how, get... Can we get rid of the mythos that I roll super good? I just only do things that I, my character is good at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing roll 20 now, so that's going to get rid of the mythos one way or the other. Yeah. Um, improvements. So, get to choose from this list. Get plus one to a rating. Uh, max plus three. So, if you want to increase one of your, your stats, you can do that. You can take another move from your playbook. Whenever you made your character, you had to pick specific moves to, uh, to choose from. Uh, you can take a move from another playbook... Um, and that makes that that one's kind of a discussion between you and and me trying to find something that makes sense so that you don't like make an op like I can do magic and you know transform into a you know a big mon- monster um, which is one of the one of the archetypes uh, you can gain an ally or gain a team uh, this is like a mechanical thing where uh, you you get an ally or a team who will then sort of be in your service and you pick a different like type for them are they a uh, a subordinate that will follow your instructions are they a friend are they a bodyguard are they a confidant um, and you just have them you can gain a haven which is actually something that the archetype the expert has uh, and that gives you sort of different abilities when you are back in your headquarters uh, and then you can upgrade your haven if you already have one uh, you have different things okay so for crooked uh, recover a big stash of money so that would be one for 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 Ned other oh spell slinger you can take another combat magic pick so maybe you will want to do that when you level up uh, so those are the things you can do. What are you guys feeling like, Ned and Duck? I really thought about t- gain an ally, but I think I've already got that in Kirby. I think it might be a little redundant. So what we could do is just make that official. Because like before, Kirby was just an NPC in this world, and if you wanted to convince him to do something, you had to convince him to do something. If you choose gain an ally, gain a team, and you pick like what kind of ally you want him to be, then that's mechanical at that point. You don't have to like roll to convince him to do stuff. He... He will he will do stuff for you. So I don't, I, I don't think it's redundant. I think it is. It codifies. It codifies yeah, what is mechanics. what is already there. That's, um, that's what I'd like to do. Let's. I would like to have somebody on this podcast do what I tell them to do. So yeah, okay. let's go with him. Uh, so you get to pick uh, subordinate, lieutenant, friend, bodyguard, confidant, or backup, and those sort of add some flavor to like what Kirby's actually gonna do for you also keep in mind that like kirby at this point doesn't know about the pine card doesn't know about the things you do and so if if you and we have been sworn to secrecy yeah so if you do this then that's fine but you have to find some way to like rectify that whether that's like letting kirby in that is one thing you could do or you know whatever no i think subordinate okay yeah i'm just gonna really lean into the me telling him what to do okay and so so like mechanically now if you need Kirby to do something, and instead of having to like convince him to do it, he's just your your guy. I got um, my claws in Kirby. Okay, Ew, that's gross. Very, that's very good. Uh, Duck, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm picking up an additional point in tough. Um, I f- I know that's not very dramatic, but I feel like it is 
representative of the sort of off time that we've had that it makes that makes sense to me. Okay. Um, so that, that'll bring you up to plus three tough, right? So that just means you no, will... No, sir. Plus two tough. Oh, okay. That And oh. you know, Justin, if you want to make it more dramatic, people can picture like a Rocky-style montage where he's like sure. listing, I, lifting ice blocks and like punching stone or whatever. I've never seen Rocky, but I assume he punches stone a lot. I, I know yeah. the idea meat. of like... He punches meat, sides of beef. Well, I, maybe he punches both, Dad. You can punch more than one thing. I know the idea of like the training montage is maybe a little bit rote for the purposes of our podcast. But what I really like about it in the turn in, in context of Duck is this idea of like Duck's abilities were maybe not his own for a bit. He just had these supernatural reflexes and could take a hit and and stuff. And the training in 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 his last episode was him actually trying to take some of the responsibility responsibility of that on himself. And I think that this is a smart choice for like. Making that mechanical. Okay, that is how improvements work. We're going to start doing these in lunar interlude style episodes. But for now, let's get back into the action. Uh, So at the end of the previous episode, Agent Stern from the FBI came into uh, Amnesty Lodge and introduced himself asking to see the Bigfoot video. Daniel uh, Stern and his partner, Agent Pesci. Uh, So that is where we find you. That's where us finds us. Um... The last line there. My name is uh, Agent Stern, FBI. At your earliest convenience, Mr. Chicane, I would just love to see the Bigfoot video. All you have to do is go to the Cryptonomicon with me, and you can watch the video there. Is it Cryptonomicon or Cryptonomica? I don't know. Cryptonomica! <laughs> what a Let's great what start. what our merch says. Yeah. yeah. We got merch? He says, uh, oh, no, I, I, I know. I stopped by. Um, your associate, Kirby, suggested that there might be uh, more of the video than what you're actually showing at the uh, on the floor in your establishment. Also, I'd like to sort of talk to you about the details of, of how you acquired such a, a remarkable video. Ah, well, of course you would. Uh, it's, it's pretty breathtaking, isn't it? Uh, one, one second, Ned. Um, could you show us, like, any kind of ID or anything to back up this whole I'm what? an agent I have thing. my driver's license. No, Ed, N- Ned, what was it? <laughs> Not you. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, agent Stern looks kind of sheepish for a second, and he's like, oh, God, of course. I'm uh, sorry. What am I thinking? And he reaches into his jacket. Slow. And, what are you, slow? Aubrey has had minor, like, juvie run-ins with law enforcement in the past. She is distrusting. He uh, he reaches into his, his breast pocket, and he pulls out a uh, a badge and, like, one of those little nice leather badge holders, whatever they call them, uh, and opens it up to reveal a authentic-looking uh, uh, ID badge uh, that lists his name. Um, Should I roll the check for psychic paper? It's, I guess if you want to. Well, I, what would a role be where I could like determine? It's not it, psychic paper. I'm, I don't no, want no, you. No, but if it seems legit or not, maybe you read a bad situation. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna roll. And we'll see how it goes. Oh, super good. I rolled a ten. Okay, it's not psychic paper. <laughs> I know it's not psychic, but does it seem legit? <laughs> yeah, it looks very legit. Um, it. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen an FBI badge before, but it definitely. Uh, you know for sure that this this guy is on the level. Um, his badge. Uh, says he he works for the FBI. There's the cool FBI seal there. Aubrey has watched a lot of X Files, so yes. most of her FBI knowledge is from that. It, the badge actually says uh, uh, the the words underneath his sort of uh, FBI designation. It says unexplained phenomena, uh, and he says it's a it's it's all right there. This uh, it's actually expiring soon. My birthday's coming up, so I need to get this reauthorized. But um, yeah, I I 
I am a federal agent. Uh, I'm actually, so I, I've, I work for a team called uh, a small task force called UP, uh, Unexplained Phenomena. Uh, myself, I have been uh, researching, well, for, for some time now, several disappearances that have been attributed to, and this is going to sound silly, and I, I, I understand you wanting to check my credentials because it probably sounds uh, kind of kind of goofy, but uh, the, they are attributed to the Sasquatch, uh, and and when he says that, uh, Barclay, who is sort of standing in this scene with his, uh, he's collecting the cups of tea that you all were drinking on a tray, he like tips the tray over and they all smash down to the ground and he quickly cleans it up and leaves the room. Uh, and he says, the the video that you uh, put up on online, Ned, it uh, it looks remarkably similar to other video sightings that I've been researching for some time uh, associated with these disappearances. And so I know it's kind of a, a long shot, but I, I just want to hear more about it. We don't have to talk today. I, I, I know you seem to be in the middle of a conversation here, so maybe we could circle back uh, tomorrow, back at your shop, or, or sometime later this week, whatever works for you. Well, of course, friend Stern. He smiles. I do like how over time Ned's uh, character voice is kind of evolving into like Robin Hood a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, Yoik. friends. <laughs> Yoinks and away, friend Stern. He smiles uh, when you agree to that and uh, puts his badge away. And uh, he takes a look around Amnesty Lodge, the, the lobby that you all are standing in again. And he says, Say, um,. I actually just arrived in, in Kepler. It's a beautiful town. Uh, the, the pines are, are, are gorgeous uh, this, this time of year. Um, I'm new to the they're area. Ever, I don't... They're evergreen. They're gorgeous pretty much all year. Ah, I see. Uh, well, I'm, I'm new in town, and I don't actually have a place to stay yet. This establishment seems very nice. I was wondering if there's oh, a room no, available. You don't, no, you don't want to stay here. Bed bugs. You have... I don't. I don't. I Listen... If I could afford a better place than this, I would. This is a real flea bag. You don't. Uh, this is going to be a roll because um, this is a nice place that doesn't have bed bugs. I think this is going to be oh, a, oh. a <laughs> manipulate someone. Uh, when you have given them a reason, tell them what you want them to do and roll plus charm. The reason is bed bugs, and what you want them to do is I not got, stay uh, here. I got five plus one to six. Mark experience. Yeah. Hey, you leveled up. Yeah, I leveled up. Um, maybe decide which improvement you want on your on your own time and, and let me know well, I see. Everybody else uh, what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, you can do it while we're playing here. So on a miss, I get to make a hard move. And the hard move, I say, is, uh, oh, well, a few bedbugs don't scare me. Uh, I, uh, I actually, I've, I've come prepared. I, I have my own sort of travel kit. I packed a lot of, you know, tick and bug spray. For, I knew I was coming to a more rural area, and I'm always sort of prepared. So um, if, if there is a room available, I, w- I would love to have it. And I think Barclay's back and doesn't really know what to say. And he says, yeah, uh, okay, we'll get you checked in and uh, get, you, get you a nice room, I guess. And he smiles and uh, says, I'm going to continue sort of my search around the, the general area, sort of familiarize myself with the town, but uh, I, I will be back this evening and uh, we can uh, set up the room. Thank you so much. Um, Ned, tomorrow, uh, just uh, let me know what time works works for you. Um, yeah, right. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, I have picked Third Eye. Ooh, what's that? Because... Uh, third eye, when you read a bad situation, you can open your third eye for a moment to take in extra information. Take plus uh, one hold on any result of seven or more. Plus, you can see invisible things. Oh. On a miss, you may still get one hold, 
but you're exposed to supernatural danger. Unfiltered reality is tough on the mind. I love that. That's very so cool. I feel like it fits in, like, of her learning about magic and getting in touch with her own, like, kind of Yeah, magic I like that. That's a, that's a cool development. Okay, go ahead and mark that down. Um, and everybody should be at zero experience at this point. Um, okay, and so Agent Stern uh, uh, turns on his heels and walks out the door, and Barclay puts his head in his hands and says, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is going to make things real hard, y'all. Well, as certainly people have come looking for you before, I, I have to assume, right? I mean, it's not just me. This place is full of werewolves and vampires and ghouls and stuff. It's going to be tough to keep that under wraps with the the feds literally yeah, under our noses. It sounds like he's pretty squatch-focused, though, wouldn't you say? Uh, he says, yeah, I guess as long as I keep this on. And he motions to his bracelet and says, I, 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 <laughs> I, am, I guess I can keep it on until he takes off. It gets a little stinky inside the... Listen, Barclay, here's what you do. Um, we'll take care of this. If he starts asking questions about, you know, sightings or anything like that, just have everyone at the lodge laugh it off, right? Really play up the, like, this is a tourist trap thing and we staged it this is kepler's whole thing you know make jokes about the loch ness monster that kind of thing really like make it seem as absurd as possible don't let anyone answer seriously okay yeah that's 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 good advice i'll make sure to get the word out um and make sure that everybody keeps their their illusions up and again Side note, loch ness monster is that anything do you guys know anything about that i or? mean i've never seen them it doesn't mean that they're not okay here Just- and again, just one more time, Ned, thank you for posting that very cool video on the internet. Um, I sure do appreciate all the cool stuff that's happened because of that, of, of me fighting a, a, the Bobcat. It was really, like a really, really, really cool thing to have well, happened. I, I remember that. That was the time I saved your damn life, right? When I pulled up and knocked the monster off of you and let yes. you have a ride back to the lodge. Hmm. Remember that part of it, Barclay? Okay, square, square. All right, let, we we got to get moving. I don't, I don't know when this... This water monster showed up, and I don't know how long they're going to stick around. So time's of the essence, but, you know, now we're on double super spy level of discretion. So um, head head to the pool. To the pool! Yeah, to the pool. Just uh, Oh, I thought that would be, like, where the scene ended. No, not quite yet. To the pool! Okay. (laughs) And you go to the pool. (laughs) Maybe there's some kind of transition here. Yeah, do you take Ned's car? With like a spinning pine guard patch, you know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's the the hubcap of the Continental. Oh yeah, and it, well, it's a spinning pine guard patch, and then it fades into the wheel. Oh, that's oh, fucking yeah, great, yeah, yeah. Travis. This is why we should always record. This I know area. this energy is electrifying. Oh, I can feel it. Um, so the three of you arrive at Kepler High. Um, and I think it's, I forget if we established this in the in the first episode of this arc, but I think it's like Saturday. So the whole front parking lot is as, as empty as you would expect it to be. Um, Except for a couple cars for some kids that were in detention. And maybe they learned a little bit about each other, you know? <laughs> and themselves. One kid's kind of like a punk, and one kid's kind of a nerd, and one kid's kind of a jock. One of the cars has a, a bumper sticker on the back that said, I duct taped a, a kid's butt cheeks together. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's still the most buck wild thing, right? And I think it's super glue. <laughs> Actually, I think is it super glue? 
I don't know. Anyway, um, he, he adhered kids' butt cheeks together. Yes, somehow. through some means, magical or otherwise. Um, so, so this school, Kepler High, it's a pretty, it's a pretty humble building. Its student body is around like eight hundred. Duck, did you go here? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you have a little bit of familiarity with the building. Is it weird seeing the school in the same way that like it's always weird to go back to a school that you went to when you're a big? Yeah, grown up? I don't think Duck has really had much reason to uh come back here you know it's not like this like this is patrolling this as part of his route that really wouldn't make much sense i don't think sure. he's been back for a good what, long time what kind of social group did yeah, you what fall was, into what were you an were you an estevez were you a hirsch <laughs> were you a ringwald <laughs> were you a sheedy oh what kind of what kind of high school kid was duck were you a greaser a waste yeah, a wasteoid were you a T-bird? You know, Maybe you were a T-bird. A real Bueller? Uh, no, he was uh he was uh a bad boy. That's, like a Bueller yeah. bad boy or like a Hirsch bad boy? No, like a he was kind of a burnout. All yeah, right. That feels right to me. You know, yeah. I think we keep saying Judd Hirsch thinks Judd Nelson, isn't it? Oh yeah, Judd <laughs> Hirsch would be a wild <laughs> I love Judd. That'd be a wild Judd casting choice. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you were kind of a kind of wasteoid, and then you discover the beauty of the pines and did live. Well, <laughs> no, he just wanted to. He he hid in the pines. I mean, like I think it it feeds into like he wasn't somebody with an abiding love of the world. He wasn't somebody with a a call to duty. Um, like he wasn't somebody who thought he was headed for big things. I think he would just like smoke cigarettes in the woods, smoke, smoke cigarettes and fucking ha- not in the woods. Like he wouldn't have gone to the woods. He just kind of like wanted to play Tony Hawk and hang out. Cool. I dig it. Um, and now he just vapes 24 seven. Now he just vapes constantly. Uh, this is a, which of our characters vape? We he's got a magic, that. he's got a magic vape that can talk to him also. It's, it's yeah. a separate from beacon. Um, so as the three of you work your way behind the building to this sort of standalone pool building behind the, uh, behind the, the school, uh, duck, you're sort of reminiscing about, uh, all the good times here. Um, but the three of you are a bit shaken as you turn the corner and you see the standalone pool facility, uh, which has its own parking lot attached to an, an access road that, that winds around the campus. And in that lot are two vehicles. There's a fairly beaten up old Jeep and then a silver mid-sized bus parked immediately adjacent to it. Um, and there's, there's some belongings that have, uh, that are sort of scattered inside the bus you can see through the windows. And from within the double doors leading into the pool building, uh, you can hear a woman shouting. What do you do? I, Aubrey uh, takes off running for the building. <laughs> uh, can I do that as I read a bad situation? Yeah, I think that'd be good. Oh, you wait. Roll 20, baby. The- Plus one Woo! is eleven. Uh, so duck hold three, uh, and you get to ask the something from the list of questions here. Uh, if you act on the answers, you get plus one ongoing while the information is relevant. I'm trying to decide now if it makes more sense for you to do this, uh, like the doors burst open and you can see inside because then you will be able to tell like a lot more about this situation. Then you, I can think that'll be a lot more logical, right? Like, yeah. Okay. The door uh, opens and... Then let me describe what happens next, and then we will resolve the questions that you do here. Um, 
And so the three of you burst into the pool, and it is not empty, as Calvin mentioned it probably would be. As you enter, you see a woman uh, outside of the pool. She's wearing a, like a pair of shorts over a swimsuit, and she's got a whistle around her neck. And she is uh, sort of yelling orders toward the pool where a dozen or so older folks are treading water. Uh, with these small floats that they are holding on to. And the door to the pool slams shut behind you, and the sound booms through the chamber, uh, and it brings these proceedings to an immediate halt. And in unison, the whole assembly, instructor and class alike, they, they turn to face you. Because while swim practice might not be scheduled for today, water aerobics for the Majestic Pines Senior Living Center is... Everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your dungeon master, your best friend, and your big your big old boy. Thanks for listening to episode seven of the Adventure Zone Amnesty. Had to think about it there for a second. And I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, thank you all so much for all of your support during the Max Fun Drive. You all came out and absolutely crushed it. And we are so, so, so grateful that uh, you all chose to show your support for our show. It means a, a whole heck of a lot. Sorry to cuss. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with 
reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago. We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. I have a Jumbotron here, and it's that I desperately want you to check out Cloud's Armory. Here's what they have to say. At Cloud's Armory, our creations come from wood, glass, metal, plastic, and stone. Our business crafts items of all kinds. Armor, journals, dice towers, playmats, jewelry, dragon eyes, keychains, engraved photos, and more. That's I don't know why they included and more. That's literally every object. The best part is that they're all customizable. And if there is something you want but don't see on our site, contact us and we'll find a way to create it and quote you a price. Enter the promo code TAZ, that's T-A-Z, or mention this ad in your custom order for 15% off your purchase. Just browse their goods at cloudsarmory.com, and if you want a custom-designed item, just use their contact form, and they'll make your fantasy come alive. All my fantasies? Because I got one that involves me on a rocket ship with my best friend. I couldn't think of anybody. Uh, Do I not have friends? Uh Uh-oh. I also want to tell you all about Dames and Dragons, and I'm going to do so by reading this thing that they wrote. Do you want to experience the magic of Dungeons and Dragons, but you've made an oath to never speak to another human being? Do you want to watch a classic fantasy series, but can't stand the sight of human faces? Do you want to experience the genuine camaraderie of over 10 years of friendship with only your ears? Then listen to Dames and Dragons, a D&D 5e actual play podcast featuring an all-lady cast, The Power of Friendship, and primo dump humor. <laughs> you got me. It's got to be rich with dump humor because you got me even with that teaser. Uh, find it wherever podcasts are sold. And that means, you know, Brookstone, I think, sells podcasts. Um, I saw some at the checkout aisle at HEB, so check your grocery store. And then also probably like iTunes and the internet. Thank you so much for tweeting about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag. It really means a lot uh, when you spread the word like that. Most of our listenership comes from word of mouth. And so if you have a friend who you think might be interested in the story that we're telling, uh, go go ahead and tell them and you use the hashtag the Zonecast if you're using Twitter and you might end up as a character on the show. Uh, so that is that's still great. And you're still great. And thank you to Maximum Fun. Maximum Fun's still great. This is just a quick checkup on things that are still great. 
you can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there. They're all for free, and they're all shows that you're just going to adore, shows like Tights and Fights and The Greatest Generation and Stop Podcasting Yourself and Lady to Lady and so many more at MaximumFun.org. And if you want to hear other stuff that we do, you can go to McElroyShows.com. That is it for the advertisements for this week. Uh, Again, this is going to be the last of our weekly episodes. We are now getting back into our regular bi-weekly groove. Um, we, we hope you enjoyed this nonstop stream, but we need to take a breath and live our lives again. So we will be back uh, in two weeks uh, on May 3rd. So we'll be back with the next episode of the Adventure Zone Amnesty then. Talk to you then. Bye. This instructor turns to face you all, and I think all of the the folks exercising in the pool uh, also kind of rotate to to face you all. And uh, the instructor says, uh, "Pool's closed, folks. We we just got started here. We got it booked for a couple hours. Do, do you need something?" Um, and this this might be a good time, Duck, for you to to read the situation now that you are inside. So if you you have three hold, if you want to ask these questions, okay. How about this? What's the biggest threat? Um, so what you I, I, I think the biggest threat is an assumption that you are making, and you know that this is the pool where Calvin was attacked last night, and you have no reason to believe that whatever was in here got away. Uh, and based on what she just told you, they, they just got into the pool, and so nothing has popped off yet. But the biggest threat is the fact that there are a dozen uh, people uh, sort of helplessly swimming in this water that came alive last night and tried to kill a young man. Okay, uh, what is the best way to protect the victims. The best way to protect everybody in this room is to get them out of the pool and ideally out of the building so that they don't, you know, see a big water monster assuming it rears its head. There's a lot of things about this situation that could break very bad for them, and there's a lot of ways that it could also sort of break very bad for the secrecy of the the Pine Guards mission. Okay. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Hmm. Duck, you are, I think you're a bit startled as you come in and you see that there are, oh shit, there's people in here. Um, but you catch out of the corner of your eye in the center of the pool, right above the drain where uh, nobody's really swimming and exercising. They're all kind of up against the the wall where the instructor is standing. Uh, you see a single large bubble uh, come up from the drain and hit the surface of the pool and pop. And it goes, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it goes, blah, blah, I'm a spooky bubble. Uh, right. That is what you notice. So if you act on the answers, you get plus one ongoing while the information is relevant. I have an idea. Okay. Ned's going to go over and speak to the instructor. Okay. I mean, you're, you're all sort of standing right, right. And like you are all sort of engaged in conversation with her. How do you do? My name is Ned Chicane. You may know me from uh, my local establishment, the Cryptonomica. And your name is? Uh, my name is Hannah. Hannah, named named after uh, Hannah Searson on Twitter. Thank you. Uh, I my mother's name was Hannah Searson. That is such a coincidence. Perhaps you you didn't know this, but uh, I uh, work with the local television station, and I was watching my compatriots on Good Morning Kepler, and they had a a, a, a public service announcement about your your class here and since i'm so closely tied with the chamber of commerce i was thinking uh, this is wonderful therapy the exercise the swimming the muscle toning and all that but have you heard about the hot springs out in back 
of uh, Amnesty Lodge, I would have to think that that would be much more healthy, much more therapeutic and, and good for your your fine swimmers here than just swimming around in a chlorinated pool. She looks at you and she says, hey, you know, I, I do remember hearing about the hot springs. I, I didn't think that that would be quite large enough for uh, the, the sort of water aerobics oh, that, that I do. It is. Well, no, but but think about it. It's like those little pools uh, that they show in the TV infomercials where you swim against the water. It has an infinity jet in it. It's a hot spring, right? I, it's the hot springs, and, and the water is flowing, and and you know that would I I would have to think that would be much better for your constituents here rather than flopping around in the water, having that water pushing against them and the warmth and the the natural minerals. I, I, it's very soothing. I don't know if you've been there, but for someone like me in his mid to late 30s, it's very relaxing. She laughs, she and, laughs and laughs and laughs. She laughs. She has a good, good belly laugh. But having close relations with the lodge, I'm sure they would love to have you try out that facility. As a matter of fact, we just came from there and it's it's... Uh, empty. It's unoccupied, even as we speak. Uh, yeah, that sounds very promising. I'll I'll tell you what. Um, after this session, uh, I will head straight there and and see what I can uh, find out. I Aubrey would like to cast a spell. Okay. She would like to make a chill breeze to blow over as <laughs> as Ned is talking about how how warm is this like a subtle thing like yeah. oh a hot spring sounds it's not like you are trying to like knock these people away no, you're yeah, just I'm subtly just... trying to influence the conversation with Correct. a cold wind okay that was a 12 okay uh, Jesus. get that pole right when you need it yeah what is that uh what does that mean i can uh, inflict harm yeah, I think that maybe this is use magic and not a an Yeah, attack. that's what I'm So I'm looking at it, and I think it's just kind of it inflict harm, but I'm trying to inflict very impermanent, it is cold harm. Uh, so this, I can I just... <laughs> I just want to I just want to drill down for a sec. We This is the moment in the episode and in this arc where Travis is making a combat role against some elderly wet <laughs> senior citizens. Yeah. I just need to clarify that's exactly listen, what's I happening. I rolled currently. a twelve. I have I have Yeah, no, you're gonna spell. fucking demolish them. No question, no, Trav. If, you're if, absolutely gonna wreck these old people's shit. No, I think I think it's not a combat role. It's like it's use magic. And when you use magic instead of just like attacking them, you get to choose an effect. And one of them is do one thing that is beyond human limitations, which is kind of a bucket thing. I, I think with a twelve because you're not trying to hurt them, you don't hurt them, right? A 12 is an unconditional success. You do what you were do trying to, to do. Hurt these so I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that a couple of the windows were open over the bleachers, and I think from outside, a kind of chilly breeze comes in. Is this weird, by the way? Because I wanted to sort of make more of a moment out of this, of Aubrey doing something that's not just explicitly like fire, fire, fire. This is not a fire thing. This She's is training. Unless. 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 It's it is kind of a heat thing. I mean, yeah, because the other option is to draw the heat out of the water. Right. It was one of the, the those are the two things I was going back and forth of like chill breeze versus make the water colder. Doing use magic instead of combat, maybe she just kind of like pulls heat out of the water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The water starts to get very uh, not very cold, but uh, unpleasantly and this cold. This is a thing that I know from Teresa working at a pool that like people who are in the pool a lot and swim laps can like 
tell the difference when you drop it like a degree or yeah two. for sure okay uh i think as you're describing this hot spring ned uh one of the swimmers says uh yeah um that actually sounds real nice about now this this pool is uh it's it's getting kind of uh, chilly and I'd, I'd like to heat up my bones and i don't see why we can't do our you know lifts and stuff in in a in a, in a warmer climb if they if they got room for us uh, and the the rest of the people in the pool agree, and I think Hannah is kind of like pushing back against this, but she's like, "Oh, okay, fine. Uh, everybody, get get your stuff, and um, I guess we'll head up to up to Annecy Lodge. It's up it's up cliffside, right? Uh, sure. Duck, duck. Uh, what's what would be the best way for them to get there? Duck, you see those bubbles? Now it's not just one. There's uh, there's a lot of bubbles starting to appear in the middle of the pool. Um. You know what? Why don't I call in a transport? Uh, we got a lot of vans that we usually use to haul shrubbery and brush that we've collected, and uh, I'll have them send a van down here. Well, we right have away. a we have a van. It's not <laughs> well. That should have come up earlier, don't you think? That you had a van on hand. Here I am falling <laughs> over myself, offering y'all vans. Uh, what what a goose. Um, all right. Well, why don't I thought you- your name. I thought your name was Duck. Yeah, it's a nickname. Listen, if you all got a van handy, why don't you hop in and uh, get on a truck? And don't forget, uh, don't worry about your clothes. We'll <laughs> drive them up separate. Why can't we take our clothes? You need to... You, you need... Uh, you, here, I'll get them. Duck runs to pick up their clothes. You all start loading in the vans, and I'll bring your clothes out to you. It's just another one of the many services we offer from the forestry service. Is clothes? Oh, okay. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Go, 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 go. I think because of, I know this seems a bit silly, but all of you have have rolled very well here. I think they all sort of start climbing out of the pool, and in the single file line, they uh, hurry out the door as Duck is picking up their clothes off the bleachers and just throwing them out the open doors. Uh, And soon, uh, all of them- No, he takes them to the van. The van's right there. Okay. He throws them in the van. Uh, As he's doing this transport, everybody's outside. The the, You and Ned uh, see the bubbles- getting faster and faster, and then they stop. And, Duck, you finish taking all of their stuff out to the car, and you hear the engines uh, kick on uh, and uh, drive off, and the doors close behind you, um, and now you are all together, and the water is motionless just for a moment. And then a ripple extends from the center of the pool, And as it reaches the perimeter, the water around the edges of the pool starts to recede as if called back by a tidal pull. And the water collects at the center, forming a small mound. And then the water splashes upward from the center of the pool and the mound explodes. A primitive hand reaches upward several feet, grasping at nothing before collapsing back into the pool. Three identical cylindrical pillars of water lift from the surface and then recede just as quickly. Two waves form at either end of the pool and splash together, hanging there for just a moment before dropping. The water takes several shapes quickly before settling on one, a tendril reaches upward from the center of the pool, writhing about, throwing water all around the room before standing perfectly straight up ten feet into the air. Well, Dunk, um, read a bad situation, please. Okay. 
Uh, I think this is probably a, a more reasonable time for you to to yeah. do that. Uh, I, uh, I draw. Nine. I go ahead and draw beacon. By the okay. way, yeah, roll a nine plus one ten. Okay, uh, go ahead and ask your questions. This is the thing because a lot of these are very straightforward. Like, what's the biggest threat? Probably that bigger big water tendril. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say what's most vulnerable to me. I think with that, I can tell you: do not get in that water. You you know that what is vulnerable to you is like your breath. Um, and you No, I mean I think it means like what's vulnerable to me oh, to attack. To attack. Um Yeah, that's tough. That's tough for me to describe to you. I think that you uh logically know that like the water in the tendril is the thinnest. You can't like shoot something into the pool. Well right? let me let me start with then my, my magic eye. Okay. Which is actually third eye. That guy is the posters. Yeah, you blur your eyes. Mm-hmm. You get it real close to the water, and sort of the shape starts to take. Um, how? Do, what does that look like to you? Describe what what the third well, eye. I would. Um, I envision it. <laughs> so there's the thing in the Dresden Files where they talk about wizard sight, and I always imagine it kind of like if you switched over to the negative, you know, like in a photo, except in the negative. I could see the things. I like that. So like yeah. inverse color yes. sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, that's neat. Um, you see, uh, I, I think even with your third eye, you see faintly, uh, not in the tendril, but actually in, in the water, under the tendril, several feet deep in the water, you see that yellow light that Calvin described yesterday. And you are the only one that can see it. Ned and Duck, you just see the pool and you just see the tendril. But with your magic sight, you see uh, you see this shape in the water. And then if you are asking what is most, most vulnerable to you, it's whatever that thing is. Okay, so next question. What's the best way out? Uh, either the door or the, uh, the, the, the windows over the, uh, the bleachers. Okay, let's... You have one more, I think, if you want to start backing towards the doors. Uh, what's the best way to protect the victims, which it's, I guess are us, the three of you? Um, I mean, the best way to protect the victims is to not get in the water and get as far away from this thing as is possible. Um, but I mean, you also know that like you're going to have to fight this thing eventually, and so whatever you can learn. Okay. Uh, so Aubrey, after sort of reading it. That tendril, uh, which was sort of poking straight up before, it kind of bends and crooks towards the middle and sort of almost like it looks in your direction, like it is eyeing the, the, the three of you, still in the middle of the pool, still like a little bit of a ways away from you, uh, but it seems to have noticed you. Um, Ned, what are you, what are you up to? Um, Ned climbs the high dive, starts up the ladder, climbs up the high dive, um, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm going to hit him with a phone. Ostensibly to get away from whatever's going on, but I think he's going up there to get a higher perspective that may be looking down on it uh, visually that it, it'll, it'll tell him more about the, uh, about the situation than being on eye level with it. Okay, I don't think it's like a super high dive because that to me seems like weird pacing. Like, oh no, let me climb this ladder for thirty seconds. Um, but I think it definitely puts you at, at at eye level, and you are on this high dive. And it sounds like investigate a mystery, right? Which is less. I know it seems like that's all you guys are doing right now, but that's kind but we of we know nothing, right? This is sort of a research gathering mission, uh, and investigate a mystery is more about like what the monster is and not what immediate danger you all are are in. So, so, so I rolled a nine plus two. For These sharp. fucking rolls. You guys are killing it. Um, so, hopefully, when you actually fight this thing, you guys will fuck up a bunch. 
That's my what, dream. What sort of creature is it? Here's what I... here. Uh, this is one of those situations where, like, the answer is so obvious that I won't charge you one of the hold two, because I think you can't see what Aubrey sees. What sort of creature it is is shape-shifting water. Um, and it's taking a different shape than the one that Calvin described yesterday, so you assume that it's got a few tricks up its sleeve. Um, but what sort of creature it is 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 a big a big shape-shifting water monster, but I won't charge you a hold for that because that's sort of obvious. All right, then what can it do? Okay, I think the way that uh, we resolve this is the tendril notices you, climb up the high dive, and get on eye level with you, and the tendril starts uh, to move in your direction, like not just uh, the, the tip of the tendril, but like the shape itself, the base of it moves across the surface of the water. Um, so it seems to be able to move around to do whatever it wants I've to got do. it. You guys, old people in a pool, energy in the pool. This is a cocoon situation. Cocoon. We've got a cocoon situation. We have right. got a full-blown cocoon. Uh, you have one more question, Ned. Well, if it's zooming at me, I'm going to want to know what can hurt it. You get the impression, uh, getting an, uh, an eye full of this tendril right now, uh, you, you still don't know what this monster is, right? But you know that if you, if you can sever this tendril, if you can sever this water, this aquatic tentacle, it will, it will go away. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean you've killed the beast or whatever, but you get the idea that, you know, the water is thinner here on the tendril than it is at the base of the pool. So if you sever it, uh, it will resolve this situation. Um, and with your questions asked, uh, this thing is now moving towards you. Now the tip of it is moving towards you at speed, um, looking like it, it actually kind of goes around the side of you, almost like it wants to grab you. That is a soft move of me setting up future danger. Um, what do what do you do? Um, so it's moving at me at speed. <laughs> I want to take Justin's suggestion from earlier and do a foon. Oh, no. The foon. The dreaded foon. I want a foon into the pool. I'm not going to have time to get down the ladder, probably. So many childhood summer days have been wrecked by the power of the foon. My worry has now pivoted. I'm no longer concerned for my dad's imaginary character. I'm now concerned for this poor tendril getting ready to get its shop wrecked. A f- can you explain what a foon is? A foon, power a, of foon foon. In, a foon is a dive invented eh. by my cousin Tom Neal that it's, imagine a jackknife, but you do the jackknife and you don't unfold so that it's, you get all the worst elements of a belly flop, um, <laughs> but, but even more because it impacts all of your body. And so it's short it for typhoon, it is correct? Punishment for other people in the pool, but mostly a way that one might, I don't know, give penance for something terrible they've the done. The least pleasing way of entering a body of water. <laughs> that's, uh, it is, and it might disrupt the surface tension a bit. Okay, right. I like this. So go ahead and act under pressure, it sounds like. You roll plus cool, because you are in a pressured situation. I like the instinct that, like, oh shit, I can't get back down that ladder fast enough. This thing's going to get me. May as well charge right into it. Okay. Uh, as you do a cool dive. <laughs> you are kidding me. 12 wow. plus 1 cool. The foon. 13. The foon. That's not just a foon. That's a foon. 
So this kills the creature. Uh, yeah, they die. Uh, okay, here's what happens. You realize you're not going to make it down that ladder, and you, you turn and do a foon off the edge of the diving board. A full spring. The diving board makes that satisfying, like, noise. And Aubrey and Duck, from the from the the ground level, you see Ned's imposing form launch off the end of the diving board. And as you are going down, your your the path of your foon actually cuts through the tendril, and the force, the 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 pure like inertia of your maneuver here, it cuts through the tendril uh, and severs it from the the pool itself. And as it does, the water that was forming this tendril loses its shape and sort of just falls harmlessly down onto the floor. Um, and uh, Aubrey and, and Duck, you probably get splashed a little bit by this as the water falls and hits the water ned you kill the tendril but you are now inside the water uh you you splash down into the pool and as you do uh and you are now submerged a few feet under the water your face is illuminated by this yellow light as you are now just right up against it now that you are like right up against it you can see it um and that is what has happened and then uh, I think you you also like you were prepared full, for full expo full expo uh, disclosure. There's got to be some damage done. I'm telling uh, you, a good phone hurts. I think it hurts, but you rolled a twelve, so I, I like I am powerless to sort of do a bad thing to you here. You did something the the most rad phone anyone's ever done. Uh, the bad thing and that has Aubrey and Duck stand at the side. The perfect phone. <laughs> We've the, I've always heard tale of it, but I never thought I'd see it. it with my own eyes. So something bad did happen. This is exactly how he would want to die. Um, <laughs> what? Some, something bad did happen, though. I think because you you uh, you were so smooth in this maneuver, you like got a nice deep breath as you were heading down. Um, so you are not sort of being actively damaged or whatever. But you feel that same tug that Calvin felt. Um, actually, far more powerful. Ned and Aubrey from above the pool. You see Ned being kind of yanked around the deep end of the pool. Like, by his feet, you see him just sort of zooming around the water as, as Ned, you are being pulled all around uh, the, the water. You had a nice deep breath, so you are, are not being damaged by this, but this thing's got a hold on you now uh, and is, is you are its, its plaything now inside the pool. Uh, Doc, what do you do? So, I... I... I'll tell you what Duck does. Duck has his sword out, and he just stands there. He doesn't have any idea what to do. He knows that he his his friend is in danger. He knows that there's a monster in the thing, and he's got nothing. For Duck, this is like, it's 100% the situation that he kind of feared would happen he doesn't know how to do this he doesn't know what to do and i don't think he does anything that's very good uh okay aubrey you see duck pull out his sword and then just kind of freeze up duck (laughs) yeah grab the skimmer the skimmer pool skimmer all right uh yeah 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 skimmer 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 so he runs over to grab the skimmer and is going to try to, I guess, catch 
him. Okay, going one step further than what Aubrey did earlier, she's going to try to lower the pool temperature even more. Okay. Um, so that the water gets sluggish and slower. Hmm. To kind of help duck. I I will say totally. You have no idea if that works, right? No, you have no, no idea if that's listen, like what this thing. Okay. We don't know anything. Here goes nothing. No. Oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> oh no. You oh, rolled a no. five. Uh, is that plus weird? So that's a seven. It's not a total miss. Uh, yeah, that is a, a seven. So I'm so glad this happened because uh, Use Magic has one of the coolest effects on a mixed success. Uh, on a seven to nine, it works imperfectly. Choose your effect and a glitch. The keeper will decide what effect the glitch has. Uh, so you get to choose whatever effect you were trying to do, which I think was do one thing, which is beyond human limitations, which was uh, so- soaking up the heat of the pool. And then you choose a glitch. The effect is weakened. The effect is of a short duration. You take one harm, ignore armor. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention or it has a problematic side effect um i'm going to say for this (laughs) because i think it'll be the most interesting yes 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 the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention uh yeah so here's what happens the water gets cold and ned you feel it now and it's now it's uncomfortably cold it's not like freezing but it's like you know, probably around 50 degrees or so, which is very, very cold for for water. You don't want to be in in water that cold for that long. But as it cools down, uh, Ned, you do feel this thing stop pulling you. um, And you you, you are now sort of under the water. And I think that now you see the skimmer in the water that Duck has uh, put down there for you. You're probably pretty disoriented at this point because you've just been dragged around the water for a while. Uh, And so I think it's probably pretty easy for you to grab onto that if you want to. Um, However, the unwanted attention. Uh, The water, you see it start to pull away from the deep end of the pool where Ned was just at. And now it forms a huge wave on the more shallow end of the pool that was closer to where Aubrey is. And now it is a, a, a it comes down on you uh, and uh, splashes over you. And as it does, it just kind of actually stays there. The water is now no longer contained in the pool. It's not pulling you into the pool. It has come to you and it is all around you. Uh, and you are you are submerged. And I think it caught you by surprise. So you are out of breath. Ned, what do you do? Uh, I think let's resolve first. Did you did you get pulled up through this with this skimmer? Are you back out of the water? Or are you still in the water? Yeah, Duck. Uh, I grabbed the skimmer and Duck pulled me up, and okay. I, I took a took a breath, and now I'm back at it. Um, I'm gonna help out. Oh, good. <laughs> Ned goes running towards Aubrey and takes his. Automatic walking stick and just sweeps it right through the stream of water to try and break the the contact between the globe of water and the water in the pool. And that's a seven. And there's he has no tough, so he's kicking some water ass, sorta. Okay, on a seven, uh, you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. You charge towards it and you bring up your your cane in like an upward sweeping strike and you you splash some of the the sort of narrow connection of water between this frozen wave and and the pool uh, and as you do a tendril peels off the wave and just smashes you from above it clubs right into you and hits you for one harm mm. um, but I think you are sort of un 
unfazed in that and you continue sort of your strike uh against this this connective tissue uh and you finally with one more sweep you you do sever it and as that happens aubrey the water falls away from you and you <laughs> fall, you fall to the ground and take a nice deep breath which probably sounds very good in the audio uh duck you are up and uh both of your compatriots at this moment are sort of free um and what was uh, what what did you say the effect um of the of the walking stick was uh it's separate it, it basically killed the wave cool so the shapes that this water is making are minions which is another mechanic in this game it's not the it's not the boss itself but it is things that are serving the boss and that's kind of how i am uh uh making making sense of how this this monster operates you see the water start to move around. I think there's a few of the exercise floats that uh, a few of the the, the ex- exercisers were using earlier, and you see them start to rotate uh, clockwise, sort of around the center of the pool. Um, but but no shapes have formed right now. What do you do? Listen, y'all. I I I think we need to get out of here uh, post haste. Uh, I I know we haven't learned much from this, but I'd say that we've learned that it's a living pool and uh, it can send as much water out as it wants and not get tired and not get hurt. Um, And I think if we play that game long enough, we're going to end up uh, underground. So I'm kind of feeling like we should maybe get the hell out of here. I think as you say that the water, uh, the, the water starts to pick up its sort of spiral and now a full blown whirlpool is forming in the center of the pool. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) Sound. Yep. 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 So what do y'all do? Run away. Yeah, we run. We're gone. Uh, okay. You all run towards the door. Uh, and right as you reach it, you hear a sickening kind of gurgling noise as that whirlpool, uh, uh, closes up. And as it does, the pool stands completely still. Um, and Aubrey, I think with your, with your third eye magic, uh, still sort of traces of it still functioning, uh, you can tell that this light that was in the water is now just gone. Huh. Well, I've got good news and uh, potentially bad news. Well, why don't you hit me with the good news first? Okay. Um, good news is, I think we're safe from the time being, because whatever was in that pool seems to be gone. All right, mission accomplished. Well... Good work, Pine Guard, huh? Then we've got the bad news. Which is... The bad news is, um, I think maybe it went into, you know, all the water, like in town. I think it's not just confined to the pool. Well. Fuck. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.
How's it going, everyone? I'm Oliver Wang. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. We have a brand new show on the Maximum Fun Network that we'd love to share with you. It's called Heat Rocks. Morgan, we should probably explain what a heat rock is. It is a banger, a fire track, true fire. Right. Dope album. Each episode, we will bring on a special guest to join us to talk about one of their heat rocks. It might be a musician. A writer. Maybe a scholar. I mean, I would have been happy to just talk to you about your heat rocks, but this is a different show. Yeah. I think people might enjoy hearing maybe the guests instead. To do that, you'll have to go to MaximumFun.org. So if you want to talk about hot music, you should check us out. Heat rocks. Are you tired of trying to keep up with the news cycle? Is bad stuff happening too fast for you to process? Don't you wish there was an easy way to find out about only the most important info you need? Hi, we're Lisa. (laughs) And Emily. (laughs) Why don't you try our podcast, Baby Geniuses? On each episode of our podcast, we discuss a weird Wikipedia page, such as flatulence humor, Clamato, Catalan witches, Clippy, the Microsoft Office helper, death during consensual sex, and the talking mongoose. We ask each other stupid questions. Uh, if you <laughs> if you got a packet with like 300 seeds in it, what kind of plant would you choose the seeds to be? <laughs> that felt like you were assigned to ask me a question and there were certain words you weren't allowed to use we talk about martha stewart her pony and other celebrity horse news ben chunch every other week on maximum fun baby geniuses